0: she grew up knowing one thing she was trash i love trash what can i say welcome to the first ever episode of i love trash with me marie maloney on this podcast we talk about our favorite trash content whether it's movies tv music a literal piece of garbage you save from the dumpster to do a diy project just because it's trash doesn't mean you can't love it, and that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, this week, we're our first episode. We're doing Princess. No, sorry, we're watching Princess Switched, and I am joined by fellow podcast king, the host of Horror Movie Night, my good friend Matthew Kelly. Oh
1: my God, I'm in the first episode.
0: Yes, this is the first oh. ever ep.
1: This is this is an honor. I didn't realize it was I was gonna be in episode number one. This yes, is so of exciting. Of
0: course! <laughs> the Geekscape King. Yes. All
1: right. Well
0: <laughs> we had to kick it off with you.
1: Well, I'm so glad that I got to watch Princess Switch 2 switched again, not once but twice in the month of December. <laughs> so very thrilling.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, I did biff that. It's Princess Switched again.
1: yeah (laughs) which is like i feel like i forgot so much in such a short time because like these movies in general are just background noise like they are the wallpaper of movies so you're never like there's no stakes there's no sticks in this movie
0: matt you freaking nailed it (laughs) You, (laughs) you freaking nailed it because my first note was thank god for the recap Because the second after I watched the first one, it left my brain. Yeah, like all the information dissolved and I moved on with my life and I never thought about Princess Switched again until the second one came out.
1: (laughs) So like the funny thing about it, though, is like one of my notes, I, I typed up a note and then erased the note three seconds later because I... I thought that they were going for some type of narrative concept that they weren't going for. Um, because, again, like, the these movies, the Nef- what Netflix is doing is they're basically just doing Hallmark movies at this point at Christmas time.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah.
1: And, like, you can never have any truly stressful moments ever. So, like, we'll... This sentence might not make sense if you haven't watched the movie yet, and, like, I'm going into this talking about something in the third act, if you can call it that. But, like, there's a scene where Mag is talking to who she thinks for a second is Stacy, but it's Fiona and Fiona's like kicking her out of the room and I type the note this is ridiculous. Mag would absolutely know that that's not Stacy. And guess what? I'm right because she immediately is like, "Hey, that ain't Stacy up." <laughs> <They're> <laughs> like like there's no tension in anything in this movie. There's never a second where you think that Fiona is going to succeed in her plan. Because none of the every character that can stop it is aware that it's not the person they think it is from the second that the switch yes. happens.
0: Absolutely, and then so just to be clear, all these women are played by Vanessa Hudgens, <laughs>
1: who's and having a blast.
0: <laughs> she, God love her, she's having the time of her life <laughs> doing these films, <laughs> and I I can't fault her for it.
1: No, there's a scene where she tosses a crown into a tree and gives such a knowing smile directly into the camera that I'm like, she's having the time of her life. Yes. And she's
0: proud of herself too. She's proud of herself for that, (laughs) for that toss. Okay. So just to be clear, in case you haven't watched it or in case you have watched princess switched again, and the information also left your body immediately after finishing it, there's Stacy, the baker, there's lady Margaret. Who is the Roy- who is Vanessa Hudgens with a British accent?
1: <laughs> you mean that she's not originally from London and she's been putting on an American accent? Shocking, the whole time? I
0: know. And <laughs> Margaret, you can tell the difference between Stacy and Margaret because Margaret is posh and more quiet. And Stacy's like an American. <laughs> and,
1: and arguably the least subtle human being in the history of romantic comedy.
0: Yes. But this time around, we got a third gal, again played by Vanessa Vanessa Hudgens, and it's Fiona Margaret's cousin.
1: It's you know how you look exactly like your cousins? <laughs> like, <laughs> like
0: like
1: a, <laughs> like a spitting image of your Dang, cousin, you
0: know? <laughs> you know that thing where you look exactly like your cousin? No, I don't. Um I don't. And you know what? My some of my siblings look a smidge like our cousins. <laughs> <laughs> But no. But not even not, not I, even that close. Not
1: identical twin levels. No, um,
0: no. Well, so in and here's
1: the thing like the first movie, I guess I completely forgot about this, but there's a line in the first minute of this movie where Stacy is giving us like this full recap of everything that happened in the first movie, which it's really cool that the first movie can be summed up in less than a minute. Uh, yeah, it's like
0: <laughs> 25 seconds
1: <laughs> but she's talking about how lady margaret and her friend kevin were dating and then they broke up and she was like aren't they like the cutest couple ever but like this made me realize the insane conundrum that i guess i like glazed over when watching the princess switch of like kevin is literally dating someone who looks identical to his best to friend.
0: His friend, yeah. And and partner. Business partner, too. Business partner.
1: And like <laughs> who it was very heavily implied, he had at least a little bit of a crush on her in the first movie. And like yes. this is like such a weird, creepy thing. And maybe here's the thing. The other big confession is that immediately before re-watching Princess Switched again, I watched a whole lot like a whole lot of 90 day fiance. So like my mind (laughs) my mind is already set on like depressed people just settling for whoever will take them. So like I can't help but damn
0: I wasn't even gonna go there. I just thought your mind was like already melted.
1: Yeah, well I mean that (laughs) too. but But it's like that's weird. Like that's really weird. Like that's like if I had a crush on a girl and she wasn't interested in me, but then I met her identical twin sister and was just like, good enough. And, and then, yeah. like, started dating the, the twin sister instead, because it's like, I've hung out with identical twins before, and the personalities are different. So, like, if you're falling in love with someone, it's usually like, yeah, the looks might be a factor, but a bigger factor is probably that you have like a personal connection with them. And that's just insane that he's been like in love with Stacy in this first movie for years. <laughs> And then like three days of this soon-to-be queen posing as his friend, he's like, meh, this works. Like
0: Yeah. The the switching is certainly not what we'd call ethical. No. (laughs) You know? But um so to to recap, um, Stacy's with a prince, the Prince of Belgravia (laughs) and Lady Margaret is about to take over Montanero.
1: <laughs> I love the names of these places. <laughs> the
0: names. So I honestly, later on down the line, I'm going to have to do a podcast. That's all the, maybe not all, but we can just do a deep dive of the prince princess genre and the made up countries in them <laughs> because <laughs> Hallmark has a ton. Lifetime's definitely got like two or three now Netflix has a few.
1: It's crazy so, that and they it's like all, a genre. Like that's insane. It is.
0: <laughs> it is. It's like a sub genre of the like, uh, I guess just like sappy love movies that Hallmark and Lifetime do.
1: Yeah. It's it's bizarre. It And like I was never, when I was, I was talking to you about this uh, a couple weeks ago when you were pitching me on the idea of doing something, like I love trash, and <laughs> and I said like I actually never really watched Hallmark movies, but I I want to because I got sucked into the entire like Christmas Netflix Christmas cinematic universe last year, and was like oh okay like this year I revisited a bunch of them. I was like you know what I'm gonna rewatch the Christmas Prince movies. I'm gonna rewatch the Night Before Christmas like. They,
0: they're they're great because you can really check out. You can be on your phone during
1: them. Exactly. The
0: stakes are super low. Like
1: it's the they're best. They're great. It's the best. The
0: Hallmark. I mean, and also just as a sidebar, um, Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix, Hulu—they're all aware that this genre super works and people are like craving it. Right now, especially right now. I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, like the world's on fire. People just want a a soft, cozy feeling to sit down to for an hour and a half.
1: Yeah. And and I want the people listening to understand one major thing is that I'm going to be judgmental as hell about this movie. I'm going to make a ton of jokes about this movie. I'm going to point out all the flaws about this movie, but the reality is that while I was watching it while sipping a cup of peppermint tea, I knew that every December I would revisit this movie until the day <laughs> of my death. Like it's, like it so it's like yeah, like I'm poking fun, but there is a very unironic love about this movie yeah ooh. it's a
0: new classic, and that's okay it's okay to like that's what this whole podcast is about it's okay to like trash oh for it's sure. okay it's Give yourself permission to it's and then comforting. the whole world opens up to you
1: no for <laughs> sure it's there's like i mean i'm gonna bring it back to 90 day fiance for just a second because oh boy like just the i've been doing a deep dive for the first time ever and like just such a depressing show so like something like this oh please. Please give me something where I'm not like literally watching people just be treated horribly by other human beings for, you know, 13 hours a season. Like I'll 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 hang out with Vanessa Hutchinson for 90 minutes while we do these montages that are an entire songs length, like four or five yeah. times in the movie. Oh,
0: yeah. The Kelly Clarkson. OK, so real quick, uh, <laughs> let's just like get up to the Kelly Clarkson montage. <laughs> All um, right. That's
1: a good goal. Okay.
0: So. Uh Stacey, Vanessa Hudgens, is trying to set Margaret and Kevin back up together, Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well, so she brings Kevin along to Margaret's coronation, like activities basically
1: yeah but before even any of that happens the first we get the quick like minute recap and then we get to like the least impressive star baker that like great british baking show has ever had and like the fact that like netflix now kind of pseudo owns great british baking show like the fact that they couldn't get like a paul hollywood cameo in this for this scene is devastating but like it
0: is a bummer but it's also beneath him
1: for sure, but Stacy shows the most nepotism I've ever seen when it comes to choosing the winning cake because she's like, I'm picking the mistletoe cake because I kissed my husband under mistletoe. And like that mistletoe cake is easily the least interesting looking cake in that entire collection of cakes that is up on that stage.
0: Listen, they just needed a transition scene. <laughs> they just needed her to remind the audience again that she's with the prince and who I have to say, I don't even remember Edward. this dude's Edward. Prince Edward. Yes. Yeah, he's so dull. Um, he's so he's forgettable. so boring. <laughs> he is forgettable. He's very forgettable. And then we got Kevin on the other hand. Kevin is hot. Oh, and yeah. at one point Stacy is making fun of him for being in like sweatpants joggers in their bakery in Chicago. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, listen. Dude looks great. Yeah. Kevin like, let himself go and he just let his hair get like more naturally curly. Yeah. And is wearing sweatpants.
1: Kevin's like, Kevin is only not doing fine. Cause Kevin has chosen to not do fine. Like yeah. Kevin could literally <laughs> get a date just serving food. Yeah. Like it's, it's he's insane. actively
0: choosing depression. Yeah. Which <laughs> that's not how it works, but he's choosing it.
1: Well, and because like, okay, now maybe now maybe this is coming from like a very long time single person watching it, but like they him and and Maggie were together for like just under probably under a little over a year. We'll say over under a year to two years. Um so like because she went back six months ago, I think they said.
0: Yeah, because the king of Montanaro died. And she was the next in line. So she had to start, like, prepping, learning stuff, getting the the ropes of royalty. Well, so that... that, as you know, it would put a strain on any relationship.
1: Yeah, but like the the other
0: thing I that- I can't really say that with-
1: well, but, but, but you're also missing that they- Here's the thing that bothers me is when they introduce information that it's like, well, like, again, it like lowers the stakes. Is that, yeah, the the king dies, but then the prince is just like, nah, I'm not interested. Like, they keep talking about how he just like was like, nah, I don't really want to be king. So then it moved to her. Like, she didn't even think that it would ever come to her because king? there was someone else in line. So, like, why even introduce... The concept that you can just say nah I'm good because then it's like well problem solved in the first place but then eventually she does say like no I actually really love this place like I know that I'd be the right (laughs) like but it's like an hour before they introduce that she's like oh she actually does want to be queen got it
0: right she does want to be queen um but Matt they gloss over that fact so quickly that I literally forgot that there was another guy in line. And He was just like, "Nah, no thanks." He he pulled a freaking the crown.
1: Yeah, it he, happened. He
0: twice. did an abdication.
1: They they <laughs> it twice, and both of it is like throwaway lines. Like Edward's like, "Well, you know," and then you know Prince whoever uh, abdicate it, and then like Kevin says something about like all because your stupid cousin wouldn't just sit on the throne. <laughs>
0: like wow, but that's, that's it. He pulled like, it, the crown. Yeah. Pulled a crown. Pulled
1: a crown. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. I just feel like, (laughs) like, let's say hypothetically they broke up right when she went back over there. Like, then by that math, like, you've been mourning a relationship for, like, one third of the length of the actual relationship with. Yeah. Just seems like, I mean, again, I could be a Grinch at heart because I don't have a ton of relationship background, but that seems like much. Like, that seems like a a long time to be mourning uh, a it's, very it's short a relationship.
0: <laughs> like, it's a smidge too long. But listen, Kevin, Kevin, like, comes along with Stacy to the coronation stuff. And they're like, wow, <laughs> this place really looks bland and then <laughs> and then Stacy and Edward and the little Kevin's daughter are like let's spice it up and then it's like Santa, <sighs> <Duh-duh-duh-duh-duh-duh." laughs> the, the Kelly Clarkson song that is now everywhere Yo, and that's in a- every film
1: that song's like from 2013 I think and I swear to Christ I'd never heard it till this year but it is a it is fucking in every,
0: bop. It is in every Christmas film. It's in commercials for Christmas films, and it's not in the actual movies. It is It's used nonstop, which it, I don't hate it. it no, is a it's good, a great
1: song. It is a,
0: it's a good little Christmas bop.
1: Look, there's a lot of things. We're not
0: hating on Kelly.
1: There's a lot of things I want to talk trash about with this movie that I really, truly do love. But the one thing that I will not attack is the like popular music soundtrack like there are three songs in this movie and I have no beef with any of those three songs that are in this movie like they no, all, they're
0: good songs
1: yeah they're all toe tappers they're great um I also it's so funny because this didn't even dawn on me when we were talking about it but like who's running the bakery <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, like they just, don't know, doesn't they, matter. They shut it down during their busiest time of the year, yeah. probably. They just made
1: a spur of the moment <laughs> decision that in 24 hours they're hopping on a plane to Europe and they're just like, all right, peace out. Like, Olivia runs the register, so you know they don't have a ton of employees there,
0: right. Well, and at one point he's like, But what about the shop? And Stace <laughs> is like, No big deal. Don't worry about it. She also said she's gonna they were supposed to go to London and she's like, Let's make a quick detour in Chicago, which clearly just <laughs> is completely ignoring just the way international travel.
1: <laughs> yeah. That works. That's so funny because yeah, they did it, like truly glaze over that she's just like, Oh yeah, I made a quick stop in Chicago. It's
0: yeah it's glossing over just basic time, space physics
1: to, to be fair though I, I guess at the end of the movie, um spoiler alert, they're both now part of royalty, so I guess they don't need to have a bakery in Chicago anymore,
0: yeah, just you know, just cook stuff in the royal kitchen, speaking of back to back to post Kelly Clarkson montage um Kevin. This is important. This is an important note. Kevin is wearing, during this scene, like a rose-colored mauve turtleneck sweater. Yes. Which is so hot.
1: Are we talking about when they get into the basic I Love Lucy slapstick sequence with the uh, flower in the face? Right
0: before the flower, when he's like on like, the railing with her. Oh, and she's, like, and he's, like, him the keeping sweater. Yeah, yeah, and she's, like, bat, she's doing, like, bat, bat of the eyes. Um, He looks so good. That turtleneck, I mean, people are out here doing thirst traps, I, I just want some sweater picks. I want men in nice sweaters. That's what. That's all I need. That's the thirst trap to me.
1: Well, I mean, I don't want to get you too hot and heavy while we're recording a podcast, but I'm over here yeah. wearing a nice gray cardigan right now. So,
0: oh, love a cardigan, <laughs> love a cardigan. This, oh man, 2020 I, honestly, was the year I
1: discovered the love of like cardigans are delightful, <laughs> and yes. I love them so
0: much. Honestly, the the hottest thing you can do is add more. As a man, is add more layers. <laughs> Or higher up yeah. to the neck.
1: Oh, for sure. I, I have learned that, like, dude, the more layers, the more, uh, like, I'm not content until I look like I'm an extra in the Weezer Buddy Holly video. Like, I need as many layers as possible. So, like, the collared shirt with an undershirt underneath it, but also with the, oh, yeah. with the uh, cardigan, perfection right
0: yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, a uh, maroon pant, if you will. Ooh, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh, oh, now, love it.
1: The big thing that happens in this movie a whole lot because you've got one actress playing three characters is that they'll get like <laughs> they'll get like one or two shots where they're in the same frame, but ninety percent of this movie is cutting back and forth for every single line, yes. and it is uh, it's insane because that means that like Vanessa Hutchinson basically had to record one like one-sided conversations three times and then a very underpaid editor had to like edit it together to make it make sense
0: yep yep that is what happened and they are not using any parent trap technology in these movies no not not a lick not (laughs) an ounce of parent trap tech
1: (laughs) no there's not there's not even like like I am shocked that Netflix spent enough money that you didn't just see a very clear cut down the middle of the screens when they were like sitting side by side talking
0: right. Well, like, you know what we gotta shout it out to um like the set runners and like the storyboarding people because you know that shot list keeping Vanessa and Vanessa in the same clothes and like getting all the shots correct that they oh, it was need. probably chaos like he's playing three characters i mean the, i got you know let's shout it out to the to the production crew on that
1: oh for sure <laughs> but then i mean it's hard enough it, it's already like super noticeable the cutting back and forth when there's just two of them but then i mean the the sh- the movie really starts going when fiona like fiona's entrance is intense <laughs>
0: Like, yeah, the mute. It's it scored. The scoring for it.
1: It's like a synthesized trumpet sound every time. Yes. She comes, like it was like someone hired their friend who had a synthesizer and was like, "Could you compose a James Bond score just using your synthesizer?" And he was like, "I'll give it a shot." And that's what they used because it's just like this. Like every time she yes. walks in. Like, <laughs>
0: That, and she has literal minions yeah. with her. I mean, not like the the yellow ones.
1: Yeah. Um, no, she's got she like a posse. Has, she's rolling with she a posse. Has
0: two, yeah, she rolls with two dinguses in <laughs> tow.
1: worthless. worthless. Just ass-
0: absolute, <laughs> absolute dinguses falling behind her.
1: And she is wild like she drops some crazy lines she gets an excuse you in there she like immediately is just like so do you guys like swap partners every once in a while just to see if you can pull it off and you're like oh this is a little adult for what is basically a pg hallmark movie
0: yeah she is basically playing a british Sharpe. Which is really interesting because (laughs) Vanessa was in the original high school musical. That is
1: absolutely, dude, she absolutely is playing Sharpay.
0: Yeah. It's a British Sharpay.
1: That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. She just says the strangest things. She just rambles. And like, here's the, I mean, hopefully they never listen to it, but like we, I feel like we, while we joked about like how, you know, you look exactly identical to your cousin. I feel like we all have that one cousin that's like, not great at things, but like <laughs> rolls into every family party with all of the confidence on the planet.
0: Yeah. And like yeah, that's we do. Fiona. Like, <laughs> and you know what? Maybe it's me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well no, it's kind of like that man, thing. It be me. If you're if you're listening and you're like, I don't have one of those cousins, then I mean, it's probably you. Yeah, it's most likely you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but I love so after Fiona rolls in like a posh little British hurricane. I love the exposition. The second she walks away, like, Oh, Fiona needs money. She just lives in like a little, yeah. <laughs> her parents, little estate. And it's like, okay, cool. So we've got the villain. We got their motivation and um, we've set up that she looks like her in like a sentence, yeah. <laughs> like oh. a single minute of like film.
1: It's insanity. And, also, just throwing this out there, it really annoys me that they worked the word spoopy into the screenplay for this movie for no reason cause I don't even know if people wait when did it. they
0: say spoopy? I love she, saying spoopy. She literally
1: was like, "Ooh, spoopy, and then they're like, that <gasps> means spooky. <laughs>
0: like I love spoopy. Oh my God, how did I miss it? Yeah, oh, I'm the well, no worst. Well, I'm the worst podcast host looks, in the world. It looks
1: like you're just gonna have to rewatch <laughs> Princess Switch 2. Oh Switch god, again. I don't
0: know if I can. I might, <laughs> I'll have to catch it next year.
1: Yep. You know, <laughs> well, there might be a reason to have to revisit both movies to prepare yourself next year. Who knows?
0: <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about that then. Yeah. Stay tuned. But, um, stay tuned. Stay for that. tuned. I hope that hooked you, listener. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So also, there's um. There's a bad guy that's set up right away in this. And that's her advisor, Antonio, or Tony, as Margaret calls him. Um, And again... It's really this... convenient
1: that all these characters from other countries have extremely memorable American names like Edward, Fiona, and Tony.
0: Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I'm, I guess they like went a smidge exotic with Antonia, but then she just still calls him Tony. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point? Just well, let like him be even Tony. Lady
1: Margaret, they call her Maggie. Like everyone calls yeah. her Maggie the whole movie.
0: Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think I wrote Margaret down. I have Margaret down every time, but it's. I think it's mainly to keep track of them more. Um, (laughs) Better. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Tony's introduced as a bad guy. And also, again, within seconds, it is telegraphed that he is the bad guy. Uh, He's trying to thwart, like, Margaret meeting up with Kevin all the time. You just know he's bad news.
1: Oh, he pulls that weird move where they're supposed to go on a date. And he's like, hey, I've got an urgent matter that I need to pull you away for.
0: Yeah. And then he says, I had to write this down because it's so freaking cheesy. He brings her inside and he says, You've not only become the queen of Montanaro, you've become the queen of my heart.
1: (laughs) Which, like, here's the thing. Like, I get it. It's whatever. It pushes the plot forward. What I don't understand is, like, at this point, Maggie should be like, I was supposed to go on a date, and you said that this was an urgent matter. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, like you lied, my yeah. my trusted advisor. You lied to me. Yeah, like What's that never like that? comes
1: up. Like, like Kevin. If I was Kevin, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. ridiculous. Ret- now, I mean, that being said, great taste in necklaces. That is a stunning necklace that uh, you Tony know gives her.
0: So, um, I. So I'm a huge fan of um, all Bravo Housewives franchises. Uh, This is, sorry, this is a quick sidebar. But um, there's a whole Instagram account dedicated to the bad necklaces Housewives wear because there's so many bad necklaces (laughs) in every franchise all the time. There's so many bad necklaces. And it's impressive, maybe because she's supposed to be royal but these necklaces are good necklaces. And I did notice that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I. So there is a line before we're about to jump into where the switch again is supposed to happen. Right.
0: Right. But right. there's
1: this scene before this that actually got a legitimate laugh out of me where we jump back to Fiona and her cronies and they're showing off all the things that they stole at the party. Um, they, it, yo, it's like a pair of had these
0: <laughs> minions pickpocketing people at a ball yeah. at a freaking ball.
1: And they were really bad at it. they stole some dentures and then they stole a roll of toilet paper. And she's like, what are we going to do with a roll of toilet paper? When we like go to whatever Island and the girl's like, it's double ply. And she's like, well, what does that mean to me? And then the guy just louder yells, it's double ply. And he like, yes. and he like pokes at it to prove his point. Yeah, he does.
0: He squishes it. He squishes the roll to show how soft it is.
1: There's there's like one, I would say two or three lines that are supposed to make you laugh that got an honest chuckle out of me. And that is definitely one of them because it is so yeah. weird to be in there.
0: And who could have known when they filmed this, you know, how coveted toilet paper could become? I,
1: for sure. Well, <laughs> who knows? I I feel like I live under a rock and lived under this assumption that um, everything that has been coming out post-March has all been filmed pre-March. Uh, and then I was like, oh, no, I guess they have to be fi-. like, they must have went and filmed some of this after the lockdown. Because, like, why else would they just be sitting on this for a whole year waiting for Christmas to roll around? Uh, and then I interviewed someone who was in a Hallmark movie, and she was like, Oh, yeah, like, we I had to go through like a COVID test a day in the month of June to film this, like, Hallmark movie to come out in December. I was like, Oh, well, then. That,
0: yeah, that's very true. But also, I mean, Hallmark films year round for their for their movies that come out at Christmas. So (laughs) it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they like started this and then paused or whatever. I don't know.
1: But they made the, they promised the release date and they hit it. And God bless you, Netflix for knowing how important it was for us to have this in our life.
0: We really do need the content. So it is, I'm certainly grateful for it.
1: (laughs) Um, But yeah. So the, like, this is like another one of those things where we, we jump into this moment where they decide that they're going to switch again and like i like the plan in the sense of like hey you only have a couple things that you have to do tomorrow i can just fill in and then you can like sneak off with kevin and like actually get to work out your shit that you've been going through and like figure out if you can actually be a couple or not right but my problem with this is like they actively are like, well, we don't want to tell Edward because we don't want like that many people to know that we're doing this. But it's like, who the f- who the fuck cares? Like, tell the whole palace like, hey, we're doing this thing.
0: Also, <laughs> why wouldn't you tell your husband?
1: Yeah. Do you that think that, like- that that couldn't possibly get awkward if he corners <laughs> the person posing as you?
0: Like, yeah. What if he tries to have sex with with Margaret? Yeah.
1: like That,
0: that would be uncomfortable. Yeah. It? <laughs> and...
1: and- <laughs> As, and like the thing is like you you're letting Kevin in on it. Like you're letting
0: Right. So why Ed- can't you let Edward yeah, boring like, Edward on, what's in on like
1: it? It's like one other person? and then like as soon as the plan goes awry, they tell Edward and he's just like, Oh, okay. Can't believe it. Right, you- yeah,
0: and he's not even mad. <laughs> like, he's not even freaking mad. Like
1: it's just like and- it doesn't make any sense. And I had to laugh because I remember in the first movie, there's this whole plot point about this crazy handshake. That uh, Olivia and Stacy have. And then they do it. Oh
0: my God. They do it in yes, this it's and coming it's coming back.
1: And it's the most half assed version of like a secret handshake is they just basically do like the doot doot thing and nothing yeah. else. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm
0: also, so I I believe, because I, I didn't re watch Princess Switched before Princess Switched again. Well,
1: I've got, I um, did. So I've got some, it's fairly fresh in my it, brain.
0: It's, uh, it's not the same little girl.
1: Is it not? Okay. So like... i
0: a Yeah.
1: But yeah, like the secret handshake was like hand, hand, up, down, foot, foot, little dance, like finger click. Like it was this crazy yeah. thing. Yeah. And
0: then in this one, it's just like, <laughs> like...
1: It might as well have just been like the Troy and Abed secret handshake at this
0: point. Yeah. Like, it's so quick and simple. It's just a little, like, simple. little spirit fingers to each other. Yeah. And that's it. it also, was, oh my gosh. I'm sorry. My cat Wiggly is like... <laughs>
1: is he being wiggly
0: she's being so wiggly she um so like basically whenever i come in here and record she just wants to be where i am but this time of night is her uh her zoomies time her play time when she wants me to throw her mice Uh. Um, (laughs) so she's basically just like entertaining herself but in in doing so she's like getting under my feet she's rustling on the bed behind me
1: when we uh when we were recording <laughs> one of our christmas podcasts we were supposed to do two episodes back to back and um we recorded the first episode and like towards the very end i heard like all this banging and noise in the background <laughs> i was like i wonder what that is and then like my co-host texts me he's like hey i'm sorry uh you're gonna either have to reschedule the next one or just do it solo because while we were recording apparently the cat Got into the bathroom, turned on the sink, and flooded my bathroom.
0: <laughs> turned on the sink. Yeah, like what kind of what kind of cat is this?
1: <laughs> it also flushed the toilet and took a bath. No, uh... whoa!
0: This this cat got a whole self care routine in during the podcast. Uh, wow. But
1: yeah. So, like, yeah, their plan their plan is insane, but also Fiona's plan is so full of flaws out the gate because like her plan isn't even like i'm gonna just pretend to be margaret for the rest of my life it's just like i'm just gonna be margaret long enough to rob the kingdom blind and then yeah. no one will ever figure out what happened and it's then
0: like... i then go to the cayman islands Yeah, like, <laughs>
1: it's, it's such a bad plan and the fact that she doesn't go to jail convinces me that she is not done with bad plans uh, and that they're just going to princess switch it up for years to come. Uh, And I'm okay with that, actually, because Fiona is a very fun, dumb villain.
0: You need the (laughs) Sharpay.
1: You really do. Um, You
0: need the Sharpay.
1: But when Fiona's planning to pose as Margaret, this is where we get our second like super long montage to see as Candy Cane Lane which is also another bop, but this whole scene, first of all, is like they play almost the entire song. But yes, it, they do. It's straight out of the birdcage. Like it's literally, you're just watching the scenes where Robin Williams is teaching Nathan Lane how to be like prim and proper as a man. But like and, with the role reverse, like the gender right. reverse.
0: But also, the doofuses are the ones that, <laughs>
1: that are yeah.
0: coaching it, Fiona.
1: Yeah, here's how to be proper. <laughs> like, it's bad. It, it's there's a lot of like weird choices. And then like Olivia's job is to distract Ed this whole time. So like,
0: yeah, the little girl, Olivia. Yeah. It's so everything. It's weird. weird.
1: It's so, it just would have made so much more sense to just be like, Hey, Edward, you know that like I'm here actively trying to get Margaret and Kevin back together. We figure that this is the best way to do it. I know. I promised I wasn't going to do another switch and that's why I'm being open and honest with you about what we're doing so that there's no confusion. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. And then we can talk about our own problems. Um, <laughs> but, The the thing I'm trying to get to is Olivia's hanging out with Edward, and he grabs this green tie that goes ho ho ho, and she's like, "Get put that away. That's not good." But I would own the shit out of that tie. That tie is awesome. (laughs) Oh my god! Just wanted to go on a record for saying that I would 100% own that tie and wear it to every Christmas party and probably press the button multiple.
0: I had the sweater. I was ogling. (laughs) You can have the tie. Uh, but I do have to say, for as boring as Edward is in this film, as like utterly forgettable as he is, you gotta respect that the film makes you feel bad for him because the whole time he just wants to spend some time with his boo thing.
1: Yeah, and, and that's from like right out the he, gate. He's like yeah. trying to have sexy time with her, and she's like, "I really need to get this girl that looks exactly like me to have sex with my best friend." that is right. off my business partner. And he's like- And
0: you're like, yo, how about taking care of your partner's needs first before going on to other people's needs? Come on now.
1: Yeah, there's no way- That's Edward... relationship one one And there's no way Edward's going to need more than like 10, 15 minutes of your time. Like,
0: no, no way. <laughs> like, His little mousy face is not going to need that much time. No,
1: there's no way. I don't think that like Edward is like secretly re- reading the karma sutra behind the scenes learning no. how to be a longer, better lover. I think he literally is just like, please- <laughs> He's Edward's the attention. type of
0: dude that gets hard right away and lasts like maybe five minutes. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah <I> think <laughs> you know, you just he's just like to say, ready to go. You just like hear the word sex and he's like, and I'm ready. Let's go. Yes. <laughs>
0: like, yeah.
1: like, All right. Cool. And then it's over. And he doesn't even bother to be like, was that good for you? Like he says, was yeah, that good he's, for you?
0: He's but he absolutely doesn't care not about the asking <laughs> like, Stacy if it was good for her. But also, like, for how busy Stacy is, she should be really like appreciating that about Edward.
1: Well, I I mean, and like, (laughs) let's, let's talk about that. Like that is such a contradiction because it's like, it's like, I'm too busy to spend time with Edward, but I have such a free schedule that I can just fuck off and do Margaret's job for a day while Margaret just goes to like the park with Kevin.
0: And by all means, she is fucking off (laughs) and just sitting and watching boring concerts. Yeah,
1: watching balloons drop on children's heads. That's what her activity was that day.
0: Yes! She watched some balloons and she watched a children's choir. (laughs) That was in Lady Margaret's busy schedule schedule if you will
1: and that was the only thing that was on the schedule when they're like we need we need to sneak off with kevin she's like well the only thing she has is the children's choir at night and it's like perfect and it's like no what's perfect is that she clearly has 12 hours in that day still open and we don't need to do the switch at all but oh god it's it's ridiculous but they do the switch the 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 newest switch now fiona has taken the place of stacy and Stacy's locked up by the henchmen, but everyone thinks that Stacy is Margaret, and it only gets more confusing from here. But the right. the other line that made me laugh out loud is Fiona is trying to pose as Margaret, and she's so out of her element. And she says something about green, and the woman that she's talking to is like, "Oh, I thought it was blue." And she just yells, "I'm colorblind, driver!" <laughs> and-
0: oh yeah, um. A friend of Margaret's from Oxford comes over and is like, Lady Margaret, remember me? We had Italian class together. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, Yeah, Oxford, go like, go blue. (laughs) Or it's like, It's green.
1: (laughs) It's so weird. And like that, God, all of it is crazy because, like, could you imagine? I like, I don't care if like you had Italian class with someone who is now going to be the queen. If that's the extent of the connection that you have, you don't like pull them aside at like a giant, like ball and be like, yes. Hey, we had Italian class because there's nowhere else for that conversation to go. It's like, yeah, we did.
0: Hey, <laughs> like, you remember at university when we had Italian class? Together?
1: Yeah. Like I'm Facebook friends with a I'm Facebook friends with a lot of people that I went to college with that I maybe had like two or three classes with and every time that their birthday rolls around I'm like how do I know this person again and like I have to like look at mutual friends to try to remember why I even like have them in a friends list right now
0: yeah, I'm surprised you haven't done the great unfriending on people's birthdays. Listen, That's a thing. Uh,
1: the only this sounds terrible, but the only unfriending that I do on people's birthdays is if they're dead. I'm like, Oof. I don't want to look like the idiot that says happy birthday to a dead person. So I like make Ouch. sure that I that. But listen, yeah, I, I treat my face, my personal Facebook page is basically the same as any of my podcasting marketing pages. It's just there to hope that a few people will click and listen to an episode of a podcast. So like they're all numbers to me.
0: Listen. Yeah. You got, you got to get those numbers up however you can.
1: Uh, But yeah, it's, it's yeah. I, I really don't do this was like a point of contention with my brothers and sisters because like, I just don't care. So like, I was like wishing happy birthday to like my sister's high school boyfriend And she's like, yo, like we broke up like seven years ago and he cheated on me. Could you like please unfriend him? (laughs) And I was like, he might listen to one of my podcasts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I need these conversions.
1: (laughs) um, The film itself, like for the most part, as much of of it as like is fantastical, like it tries to stay as like grounded as any of these movies could be. But there's a point where one of Fiona's henchmen somehow jumps onto a rolling barrel and, like, balances himself. And it is, that is, like, the suspension of disbelief for me at that point.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, like, you have to understand that, like, most of these movies, and even, I would say, the Hallmark ones, kind of operate on, like, cartoon logic. You know?
1: Yeah, That may. I guess that makes sense. The, The other thing, and I completely, like... It was, like, 20 minutes that this character was on screen before I remembered that he was from the first movie, but, like, the weird guardian angel that just, Oh, like... oh my God, <laughs> yes! Like, they cut to him in the car, and I'm like, I feel like I'm supposed to know who this is. And
0: like... Yes, yes, and they absolutely, like nod and wink to the viewer the whole time like hey hey remember this guy like <laughs> hey he was in the first movie remember him Oh, yeah, he was so in- He set them up he set them up in the first film Do you remember that
1: yeah <laughs> but he was so inconse- uh, inconsequential in the first one too because all he basically did was like he literally like bumped into Stacy and was like I think you should go to uh, go to the, that baking thing and she's like okay maybe I will go to that thing and then she like bumps into him at the baking thing and she's like Hey, didn't I see you in New York? And he's like, no. And then that's it. That's like, like, it's not (laughs) like he pulls some like crazy magic spells. Like he literally just like puts a suggestion in someone's head. And like,
0: yeah, he just nudges people along on their right path.
1: Yeah. Or in this case, like (laughs) takes the longest route to the airport. Like that's his entire role is so that they can get that beautiful, insanely rushed, magical wedding in an airport. For, like, no reason. There's no reason for them to rush into this wedding.
0: So, yeah, once the switches get straightened out and Fiona is not (laughs) coronated as the queen uh, and does not get to transfer money to a bank in the Cayman Islands, um, they rush to the airport because Fiona told off Kevin and Kevin thought, she was Maggie. So he's like leaving with his daughter. And then once everything is straightened out, they're just like, we need to get married this instant.
1: Yeah. And like the thing that's insane to me is like, from a screenplay writer standpoint, it's like, that's your sequel. Like, your sequel is literally Kevin and Maggie's wedding. Like why yes. would you just rush it into the last like 5 minutes
0: Why would minutes you rush the- it? Why would you make a British priest almost miss his connection to Heathrow Airport?
1: This is that's
0: literally a part of it. He's like, I really gotta go. My plane's coming.
1: I'm gonna throw this out there, and it is like a wink and a nudge to like your previous podcasting. But like, this is some Adam Sandler movie shit right here. Like, this is not. This has no place in this movie because I've seen all three Prince uh, Christmas Prince movies, and those movies love setting up a wedding for the next movie. Like,
0: yes, yes, yes. Like that's yeah.
1: And he's just got the ring. He came with the ring. He's like, oh, I've been holding on to this just in case. For six months? Six months, Kevin? You and know... you
0: broke up. So yeah. why were you still holding on? It Like, it is so, again, this is cartoon logic. It's yeah. cartoon logic. It
1: is, it is um... chaos. So much happens. So much more happens in the last 10 minutes of this movie than the 80 minutes that preceded it. Like, yes, it and crazy.
0: it gives you whiplash.
1: It's so, I was like hitting the 10 second skip button. At points, because I was just like, all right, I don't need to sit through this whole coronation ceremony. Like, let's just get this over with. Yeah. Uh, it also,
0: is- it's kind of messed up that Tony gets thrown in a dungeon and then Fiona's just like let off with like a warning.
1: Yeah. And her cronies <laughs> go to jail. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, her crony, who literally like balanced on a a barrel and barrel rolled.
1: Couldn't escape the cop (laughs) though. (laughs) I, I, uh, I mean, it's, there's no other way. There's only two things that can possibly be happening with this because they have announced that there's going to be a sequel.
0: Yes. Yes. Everyone
1: calm down, calm down. I know you're excited, (laughs) but like it can only be one of two things. It's either going to be the return of Fiona as doing villainous stuff. Or it's like the Fiona Redemption story because they'll introduce a fourth. But I personally would like to see what they've hinted at so many times already and just combine the Princess Switch and the Christmas Prince movies into like one mega crossover event.
0: Whoa, that would be incredible. (laughs) That would be the... That would be the event of the season. I would throw a party and watch that.
1: They've dropped so many implications that these are like kind of existing in the same universe. So much so that in the first movie, I don't know if you remember this. In the first movie, when Kevin is trying to mack on Margaret, when he thinks that she's Stacy still, he puts on the Christmas prince. Like on the TV, he logs into Netflix and selects Christmas Prince and Holy and, shit. And she's like, wait, what are you doing? And he's like, It's your favorite movie of all time. That movie is nobody's favorite movie of no, all time. It not is, a
0: single soul's favorite movie. It is the of most all shameless.
1: It is the most shameless of all thing. Time,
0: yeah. Of all the content <laughs> it's like, that is available to us in 2019. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i would like if someone if someone even told me prince, princess oh my god christmas prince was their favorite christmas movie of all time i'd be like you're crazy but like
0: yes that would be uh, insane that'd be like, a, a film, mad person your, i'd be concerned <laughs> your
1: favorite film of all that's like in 22 like right now Someone being like, you know, what, my favorite TV show of all time is Tiger King. And it's like, you mean that thing that we all were into for like a month during the worst year of our lives? Like you're still writing that that was like the peak of all of the television you have ever watched. That is the number one thing that you've ever experienced.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is a no. I mean, I can't even look like when people are still putting out Tiger King stuff like like. Hyping Tiger King merch or like Carol Basking candles or whatever the fuck, you know, uh weird stuff. I even cringe at that right now.
1: Yeah, I but here's- and That was th- March. That was I, in March. I am gonna say, because I did enjoy like I do remember fondly enjoying Tiger King. And what my hope is, is that the that Tiger King will kind of do like a a Napoleon dynamite for me, where like after like five or six years of like it kind of fading out and people not bringing it up or talking about it. Like, I'll just randomly be like, huh, I remember tiger King. I wonder if that's still good and watch it and have like this. Oh my God. It's still like so weird and funny and memorable. But like, I remember like I went from like loving Napoleon dynamite to hating Napoleon dynamite. Cause it was just a certain point where it's like, I'm just sick of the vote for Pedro's shirts. I'm sick of like the bad yes. impressions. Like, but now no one thinks about it and I can put it back on and like enjoy it the way I did when I first saw it so like maybe one day I'm holding out that you know in like a half a decade Tiger King will like have a a fun rewatch value but it don't right now
0: yeah <laughs> and also I mean Tiger King hits the like true crime spot for a lot of people or it did um I I knew a lot about it because I listened to a podcast about it before the documentary episodes came out and um I mean I was already interested in it with the podcast but the show kind of shed light on some darker things that you didn't hear about or just like seeing them play out was way more powerful than like listening.
1: Yeah. To well, and I think them that it's,
0: talk about
1: it's a very well, like we I've talked about this before, but I still think it is a very well-made documentary. Um, It, it presents information in such a good way where it's always enticing you to see what more could be happening. And like it paces itself. Well, it introduces its characters. Well, it, you know, really ups the ante every single episode. And for better or for worse, it never depicts these as good people. Like, that's what bothers Yet. me is, like, people actually, like, kind of being like, yeah, Joe Exotic. And it's like, no, like, Joe Exotic is just as much of a shit heel as all of the other people you hate in that. He's just so eccentric. But, like...
0: like yeah. You're and the
1: only good, per- I mean, I think your old co host Bacon said this on my favorite episode of, but he's like, the most likable person is the one who lost an arm to a tiger. Like, that's the only likable person in your entire documentary. Yeah. Is and Ken. the second
0: most likable per- person was so dumb that he accidentally killed himself.
1: Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It
0: is nuts. But it's what, so insane. But yeah, I, I mean, it does do a good job of showing you that everyone in the documentary sucks and there's just like no good way to yeah. uh, do, do conservation you... when it comes to animals like that.
1: No. And what we're really trying to say is if you're dating someone and their favorite movie of all time is the Christmas Prince, you need to get <laughs> out of that relationship. You need to get
0: out. And um, I mean, well, the uh... Christmas Prince and princess switched universes coming together with the tidbit that you mentioned of Kevin turning on Christmas Prince. Yeah. That would be so insane.
1: Well, because I think that they name drop the the country in Prin- Princess Switch in one of them. I think they meant like they, they have like one or two things that imply that this is all in the same universe, which also makes me laugh because like, obviously, I don't know about you, but like my favorite movie of all time is Harold and Maude. And if someone is going to date me, they have to accept the fact that they're going to watch Harold and Maude a couple times in their lifetime. So like (laughs) there's this, there's this moment in the world where Stacy is putting on her favorite movie of all time. And Edward's like, Oh, I know them. They're from the country over there that we do, (laughs) that we work with.
0: They're, they're right. They're right next to, uh, Oh, what's the, what's the name of it? (laughs) Check your notes. Wait, Belgravia.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're right next to Belgravia. It's like, like, why are you watching this? Why are you watching this narrative? Oh, our, neighbors, re- our neighbors to the east. <laughs> <laughs> why are you watching this narrative rom-com inspired by like our friends? <laughs> like, that's weird. You're a weird person, Stacy. Um, but yeah, the, the coronation goes off without a hitch. And then the movie ends with a song that was written specifically for the movie called Under the Tree. And I really, really, really got into this song so much so is that... Is it
0: sang by Vanessa Hudgens?
1: It is not. Oh,
0: that's such a missed opportunity.
1: I agree, because, I mean, she has probably the best song in the High School Movie franchise. In the first movie, with When There Was Me and You, that song is a banger. But uh, Oh,
0: I'm all about, we're soaring, <laughs> we're flying. If she, if she did a musical number with Edward, I honestly think I would be, come back on board with her and Edward.
1: <laughs> All right, I think it's fair, but yeah, like I it's
0: think this, that's a missed opportunity. I'm just saying
1: it's this pretty, it's this pretty little like acoustic love song, and it's like lyrics are like they, the lyric that jumped out of me where I was like, "Ooh, I like that line." Was it's like the candles are burning, the old records are turning, but you make it hard for me to listen, um, and then it's you know Santa. See,
0: man? This is what I like about you. <laughs> you notice. <laughs> you notice the things that I want I'm not going to go ahead and say normal people cuz no one is normal, but you notice things that other people do not pay one lick of attention to. And that's oh, really cool. For sure.
1: <laughs> well i also have subtitles on when i watch anything so the lyrics were at the bottom of the screen so that helped but the chorus oh. I- i'll give you the chorus because it is a really like i think that this is a really pretty christmas love song chorus is santa can fly on by our roof this christmas rudolph can run right to the very next chimney and i won't cry if i don't get any presents because i've got all i need with you underneath my tree
0: I love that.
1: That's it's wow. like a, I'm like that is a really like that is a way prettier Christmas song than the princess switch to yeah. just having in it. But that's it, the
0: reason for the season right there. Yeah,
1: I was like <laughs> that's a really pretty Christmas song. Uh so it's on the Christmas playlist now. Add it that yeah, right right that, there with that, that Kelly Clark song. Uh,
0: those are some <laughs> good lyrics. That whoever wrote that I'll, I'll have to look it up, but well done. <laughs> well yeah, done to he them. He wrote it
1: the the Kudos. fact that I The fact that I learned when I was trying to figure out the song was that they wrote the song specifically for the movie and released the single on uh, all the streaming platforms the exact same day. Uh, Sam Palladino is his name.
0: Sam Palladino.
1: Yeah. Love Uh, it. Let me see. Does it say? Yeah, I guess he does. It doesn't say who does the female vocals because there's definitely a girl singing harmonies, but whatever. Maybe it was Vanessa Hudge. Who knows?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I wish it was. I like since we know this is coming back next year. I'm gonna need a musical number in some way, shape, or form. And if it's from Fiona, aka Sharpay, so be it.
1: I. It's kind of <laughs> weird that there isn't. Like, it's kind of weird that Vanessa Hudgenson has like worked herself into this corner of being like the Netflix Christmas queen, and that she hasn't done a single Christmas musical. Like, she should have popped up in like the Dolly Parton Christmas thing this year. Like. She's got a good voice. Does she actively like not want to want people to connect her with high school musical anymore?
0: That I don't know. Yeah. She, I mean, there's, there's ample opportunity for her. She also has the Christmas night movie.
1: Yeah. The night before Christmas.
0: Night before Christmas. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, But I guess now I'm thinking about like, I don't really think Zac Efron does much singing anymore either. Like he is like actor. Zach Efron yeah I guess I guess they're trying to get away from it I guess they don't want people to think about it but, yeah but it's a shame they're robbing us they're robbing us of a, a beautiful talent
0: I know I know it's it's really a bummer
1: <laughs> truly truly a tragedy
0: yeah so <laughs> so on a scale of Edward to Kevin where would you rate this film Matt
1: Ooh. Um so I I think that the first movie was a very solid Stacy in this case, but I un American. Yeah, like (laughs) I actually I think I kind of like the sequel more because it's even more outrageous. Yeah. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna rank it a Fiona on this one.
0: Oh, okay. It got bumped up to a Fiona. Oh yeah, I like that. Um all right. How about you? I'm going to rank this I'm going to rank this uh the henchman juggling on a dirt <laughs> balancing on a, a barrel.
1: No, I we had a
0: lot of laughs during it. Um it was fun, but it was dumb.
1: Yeah. I I do <laughs> want to stress though that I while I rank the movie of Fiona on the scale of Edward to Kevin. I rank the soundtrack a priest desperately trying to catch a plane. Uh the soundtrack is very, very good.
0: Yes. Uh you know what? I I would rank I would rank the soundtrack a priest trying to get to Heathrow as well. Yeah. It's just the priest is just a smidge under a Kevin, you know?
1: <laughs> just <it's, laughs> just right underneath. It's right it.
0: underneath Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Poor priest uh, just trying to get home. <laughs> He's on a layover in Montanaro. Just wants to get is, back to Heathrow Airport.
1: There's nothing more romantic than in the middle of your wedding vows when the pastor's like, seriously, I really have to go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: please, please let me catch my flight home. It's yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing
1: like your wedding turning into a hostage situation with the priest yeah. because you're royalty. He's That's like, I'm
0: an Anglican it. priest. I have a family. Please let me go. <laughs> And
1: they're like uh I think you can make an exemption for a royal wedding
0: <laughs> please they're boarding <laughs>
1: please. that being said that being said a little bit of problem falls on the priest who's trying to grab his cinnamon that close to boarding yeah like,
0: you know what he, he messed up with the cinnamon <laughs> I'm glad that we're going back into the, the one second marriage. And the poor, poor priest, who just had a quick layover, what he thought was a quick layover in Montanaro, <laughs> trying think that, to get back to England.
1: <laughs> I think that, you know, we talked about how this movie, like, brain dumps out of you pretty much as soon as you're done with it. But I think that the priest is going to live rent-free in my house for a <laughs> yes, long time. Yes. Like, like this is going to be living in my brain for a really long time as I think about
0: You know men. what? He, he's not going to live rent-free for me, but... The second that we're allowed to travel again, and I'm traveling, and I'm like rushing to make a connection, I'm gonna be thinking about that priest every second. Just every
1: <laughs> every time you pass for that cinnabon, that's always empty. No one has I've never seen a line at the at the cinnabon. I've waited like forty five minutes in line for like a shitty like Panda Express.
0: Oh, but, but the but... McDonald's is always popping in airports.
1: Dude, I. There was a long period of time where I would actively go to like the airport a good two hours before I before my flight, just because I was like, you know what? I just want to go. I want to get my egg McMuffin. I want to just yes. Like,
0: and everyone out. thinks it's their thing that they go to the airport McDonald's and get a meal <laughs> before their flight, but. The- they think it's, like, their own, like, oh, yeah, like, that's my ritual. Like, you just said, like, I, oh, I just really need that. No, everybody wants to do that. Like, it's, not, my, I gotta, it's not a thing specific to you. Sorry, Matt. I'm so sorry least, to break your my, heart.
1: <laughs> my least favorite thing about, I used to go, and, and I probably, when, you know, when the pandemic is over, I'll probably continue to go. But I used to go to Austin, Texas for a film festival every year. And the thing, my least favorite thing about that trip is that the Austin, Texas airport doesn't have a McDonald's in it. And I was like, "Well, what the fuck am I supposed to eat? Like, <laughs> like,
0: well, like that's what am I doing here two hours early? <laughs> yeah,
1: like, it's like, and it's actually like way better food for you. Like, it's like you know, like actual barbecue from Texas. I'm like, I don't want fucking barbecue in the airport. I want my McMuffin. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like real indignant about it, but craziness, yeah. pandemonium,
0: P- Panda Express ammonium, uh. yeah." um uh, but anyway matthew thank you so much for coming on the inaugural episode of i love trash
1: i was so happy to be here while we coronated the show into existence so that's really exciting and i'm excited to have you on the geekscape network with all of the other cool shows that yes, we got
0: i'm so excited to be here
1: it's 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 crazy i you know like the funny story behind the scenes we'll give a little quick behind the scenes i oh, love
0: it give is, the listeners is, some tea you know
1: some tea is like when i got into podcasting obviously like i am not just a guy who has way too many podcasts but i am a huge podcast fan and if you had told me that like this random show about adam sandler movies that i just kind of stumbled on one day uh and became a huge fan of that like both of the hosts would be like regular friends in my life and i would be having both of their new shows on the podcast network that I kind of run, I would have not been able to comprehend that, but Aww. it's like, it's really, really cool. Cause I got in pretty ground level. Like, I feel like when I discovered Adam Sandler, please stop. There was only like eight or nine episodes out at that time. Um, and I was like, this is awesome. Uh, and I, and I stuck with it and I still stick with it. I always get excited when there's like a new thing coming out and I'll like text you and bacon and be like, Ooh, you gonna cover this one now yeah like, am I gonna hear about your thoughts on like yeah and it 97?
0: is we really we, we really trucked through those episodes at a very rapid pace uh, so much so that it sometimes makes me sad that we have watched not only every single Adam Sandler movie but like basically every single bit of Adam Sandler content he's ever created. Um, and like reviewed it on the show but yeah i mean it's very fun to have uh this new show and this new creative outlet and um i mean you know from me doing adam sandler please stop i've seen a lot of trash i like a lot of trash and um it's just gonna be really fun to review stuff and talk to other guests about it throughout the show yeah
1: for sure and i when you pitched me the idea like my brain immediately filled with like ooh i can talk to this person who's like a huge fan of this show and like i i what i like about what i people are about to experience when we just really cut you loose with with i love trash <laughs> is like it's not like what this episode was as much as it's the first episode this isn't going to be how every episode is cuz it's not always going to be a movie discussion i think we, when we were talking about ideas for it, one of the ideas that we threw around was like having people come on that are literally just like an expert on one specific trashy reality TV show and almost doing like a a hour long class on everything you need to know about like a specific cast member of a reality yes, show or something. Yes, It's like, like, getting weird.
0: Uh, this show <laughs> is pretty all encompassing. Like there aren't any hard rules on like the media we do. And um, I am a little bummed that this is coming out after the election. Because, like, we could have done the four seasons landscaping. <laughs> like, like that is Dude. trash. They were literally in front of trash. <laughs> they did that. Well, they did that. Well, here's uh, what kind of happens.
1: You know, Chicago's not that far from Philadelphia where I live. Eventually, it'll be safe to travel again. And what's going to have to happen is you'll have to come to Philadelphia and we'll book a live show outside of the fourth (laughs) season.
0: Yeah, or maybe I'll just have a press conference
1: there and you can ask (laughs) me
0: questions at the podium.
1: (laughs) Tell us about your show. Will you also have hair dye just spilling out of, yeah, the sides of your sides sure I'll like, make sure of it
0: I'll make sure of it you
1: could, God, you could literally just do an entire episode on like the Rudy Giuliani meltdown of the last yeah.
0: Month. like
1: yeah it's,
0: it, it really it's been, it can it, go anywhere it can be anything there's so much garbage out in the world so uh it seems to be on the up and up but you know <laughs> I'm not gonna.
1: well let's just make sure that it's as good as i think it's going to be come december 2021
0: right and you know what let's hope this podcast is (laughs) as good as we hope it can be in december of 2021 a year from now you know
1: yeah well i'm so excited (laughs) that you let me be the first guest on the show i definitely hope that i get to come back uh obviously when princess switch three comes out i'll have to show up and find out if my my giant crossover event became a reality but
0: and you know what's bonkers it's going to be princess princess switched 3 and there's going to be a quadruple switch
1: there has to be that's the only next logical you always have to up the ante
0: how many other people in this world can look exactly like
1: Dude, if Well maybe like she goes Eddie Murphy and it's like the clumps and she's actually I was just going
0: to say (laughs) it is some there's a smidge of clumps to this, but like because there isn't like the the makeup, the intense and Austin Powersness too, because he dresses up and plays a bunch of other characters. But there isn't that silliness and there isn't that level of well, makeup artistry. The, the other be... difference is
1: that, like, Michael Myers was at least smart enough to be like, you know, maybe we should make sure that, like, Austin and Dr. Evil are very rarely in the same scene together, where these films seem to really indulge in the idea of having them interact with each other as much as humanly possible.
0: And again... <laughs> do no parent trap no. <laughs> filming style yes, no parent trap tricks cuts.
1: just close-ups and cuts all day every day <laughs> and then one or two shots of them sitting like a very wide distance away from each other on a
0: couch yes oh man it's so fun well thank you so much matt for giving me this opportunity and i was so glad to have you on yay We've, we're trashed. <laughs> we're, we're, we're done.
1: Uh, all right.
0: Put the lid down on this episode. <laughs> the trash heap had spoken. Yeah.